But that's not why people come to TikTok. People come to TikTok to get really quick information, to be entertained and educated. You want to build your community there. Uh, you don't. I have still. This is a low amount of followers. I have just under ten thousand, and you know there are people with millions and millions. But I do really well with my community. And if you look at the stat side, if you compare it to Instagram, it's really, really powerful. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. This week, we have Christine of Your Empty Nest Coach. I am so excited to chat with Christine. She has over 150 episodes on her podcast. She is an absolute inspiration. She's going to be talking about something that you might not think an empty nest coach would talk about, which is TikTok, how to show up on there, what kind of energy you kind of want to have on there, as well as some basic strategies to get you started. She's also going to be sharing how she's considering stopping with her podcast and putting a pause on it or just stopping it entirely and then repurposing that content to serve her as her life develops, and as her business grows. I am so excited for you guys to meet Christine. Let's hear what she has to say. Hello, Christine. I am so, so excited to talk to you. We have known each other for over a year now. Oh gosh, we have. And we met in the like Instagram Reels Challenge last that year That is how August. we met. I totally forgot. Oh my yes. goodness. <laughs> that bananas. It started this whole thing for me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's so exciting. So if you could just tell everybody who you are, what you do, and about your podcast. Sure. Hi, I'm Christine Mazars. I go by Coach Christine, mostly because my last name's difficult to say, and I like to remind people I'm not a therapist. So that's why I usually go by Coach Christine. I have a podcast, Your Empty Nest Coach, which I focus on moms who are entering the empty nest, taking them from freaking out to feeling freaking awesome. Oh, I love that tagline. I love a good tagline that like also makes sense because there's, I am not the kind of person that likes quirky titles or quirky like, like get to the point, which is why my podcasts are called Listeners to Leads and Two Sisters in a Cult. Like, yes, keep it. Mine simple. was SEO, SEO, Empty Nest Coach, right there. No one needs to know there my name. <laughs> it has worked. Yes. Three years later, I come up in Google, so it works. <laughs> oh, perfect. You are coming up on 150 episodes. Yeah, I just correct? passed actually this summer. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a lot. So how do you feel? That's such an incredible accomplishment, seeing as 90% of people don't make it past the first mm-hmm. year. And even more don't make it like most people don't make it past yes, seven episodes. So 150 is incredible. Yes, it feels amazing. I'm really proud of myself. I have to say it's one of those things you you think about 
and you think, I can do this, and you listen to some podcasts, and you're like, no, I couldn't do it. And then you listen to others like, oh, yeah, I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think thinking you can do it and actually doing it is and taking the step to do it. Anybody who has the courage, whether they do one episode or a hundred, I think is huge because it's a it's a lot. And anyone who does mm-hmm. everything themselves, anyone who I mean, if you can hire Alicia, do it because I do everything myself right now, and it is so much. You're you're editing, you're yeah. thinking about it all the time. It has been amazing for me. I have to say, I was thinking today how much of in my life has come out of it. I've met two of my closest friends at a podcasting conference, one of which now co-hosts a podcast with my daughter. So that never would have existed had I not started a podcast. <laughs> my current yeah. job I got, my full-time job I got through podcasting. So it's totally wild what it's done. I've been able to speak at at conferences on and guests on shows. And I think the the best thing out of the 150 plus episodes are the f- the moments where someone just messages you because you know how hard it is to get mm-hmm. anybody to message yeah. you as a podcaster. <laughs> and I've had a few, yes. like they just email me out of the blue. I've never met them. I have no idea who they are. And they say, just drop my kid off from college. I listen to your podcast and I feel better. Thank you. Mm. What else do I need? <laughs> it feels worth it. Amazing. It feels amazing. Yeah. It's been a really good run. And I was talking to you before, the run might be over in the form it's in. I'm thinking the other thing it's really been good for me as a podcaster is having the challenge to always create content. I have grown and I have refined it. And I've come up with my own concepts that I never would have done had I not challenged myself. And even though you go back and listen to those old episodes and you're like, oh, I would change everything about them. (laughs) You wouldn't be where you are today without all that work. So it's it's been the really one of the coolest things I've ever done is podcasting. I've met amazing people through it. And it's almost, especially when it's based on life events, So obviously my show is not based on life events, but my cult one, it was born out of a need to process grief, to process childhood trauma, to kind of understand what in the world was happening and how do I go forward from here? Such a good podcast, by the way. If if you haven't listened to it, you should, (laughs) listeners. (laughs) We'll link it in the show notes. We're going to be making a comeback uh, in January, we're hoping. So this is coming out in February. So hopefully you guys can go listen to newer episodes (laughs) after this. It is a journey, right? Like you're processing your life as, I mean, looking at, you said three years ago, starting a show, like three years is a long time for a lot of things to happen. A lot of things have happened. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like, even if you think like your daughter going off to college, like that's like three quarters of the way through. (laughs) Also, I want to draw out this idea also of it's okay to stop. Like consistency is key. Yes. Keep going. Yes. Great. Awesome. But sometimes you get to a point where you've said everything you can say in that medium. Yes. And that's okay. 
you can still have it out there for people to find. You can still have it accessible that if someone needs you, they can find you. Great. What are your thoughts around that? And like, what did that journey kind of look like for you in kind of coming to that realization? Sure, it might not be a full decision just yet. By the time this comes out, it might be a full decision. We will see. But <laughs> yes, we'll <Yeah>. see. <laughs> but like, how do you kind of like consider that? Because it is something big to consider, especially if people almost kind of set up their weeks around yes. you. Well, they're showing up every week for it's you. It's really interesting because uh, I don't know if you know Lee Wuhara. And she's involved with like podfest and stuff, but she uses the term pod pause. And I really mm. like that because, and I did it this summer for the first time. I had a lot of personal things happened. And f- to take that pause felt like I was letting everyone down and it was difficult. Mm. And then week two came and I was like, this is really nice. <laughs> I have ideas. <laughs> I already had had 150 episodes at that point. And what I discovered is, I have so much content and I was putting them out weekly and I didn't do, I literally have no time to get the content out in different formats or even, you know, I've have episodes where I barely post on the socials. So it's only if you follow me that you're going to know about them. And I found that I actually had more downloads this summer without releasing stuff because I would go back and look at the old content and create TikToks or Instagram things around my prior content. And I started to sort my content into, I have a little series, but I want to kind of go back to them. And I have a book idea that came out of the podcast content. So I have all of this work that I plan to Mm. use for years to come. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's kind of done. And I think giving myself permission to do that in a space where, you know, I might pop up with another episode because all this stuff's happening and I want to tell you or, but also I'm online, you can find me, I'm a coach. And I think I've said everything I need to say for you to know if you'd want to work with me or not. And that was really my whole goal for the podcast. And I, I think that's really important. For me, I, I this past six months, I've been playing with the idea of kind of stopping and it's starting Mm -hmm. to feel okay. And I really like, this is why I did it so that people would know who I am. You're going to love me or you're going to hate me. I giggle too much (laughs) for some people. I use way too much analogies for someone else, but at least you know that before you work with me. And I love that about podcasting. I love, I don't know. I'm sure you've heard this. People were like, Christine, you're in my ear today. I did something and I thought of something you said. And I was like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but yes. it's cool. I like to, yes. I like to call it the celebrity effect. And it is it's legit. Wild. It happens. Because it's so much different too than video content or blogs or any of those other mediums that we can share content. Because when you're reading a blog, you're in the moment, right? You're looking at your phone, you're reading it. When you're watching a video, you're looking at your phone or you're looking at your computer, you're watching it. But with audio, you're going about your normal daily tasks. You're driving to and from work. You're walking your dog. You become their friend. Yes. (laughs) People start to like recognize you as part of their life and their everyday stuff. I mean, I talk about the only time that I actually get to listen to podcasts that I'm not working on for clients is in the shower. So like (laughs) these 
podcasts about witchcraft are like literally in my ear while I'm scrubbing myself. Like that is just it. <laughs> like that's it. You're part of my life. Sorry, not sorry. Totally. It's cool. Really cool. Yes. <laughs> You've mentioned ways that people can repurpose their content. I mean, like TikTok. You're talking to empty nesters. I am flabbergasted <laughs> by this when you over the summer were like became the TikTok queen. I was like, what in the world is I don't know happening? about that, like, but I like to, it. <laughs> to me, you are, because I am not on TikTok at all. I tried like two videos and was like, nope, I'm done. I will stay on Instagram Reels. I like Instagram Reels. That's where I like to hang out personally. I'll go to Book Talk sometimes, but that's literally all I will go on TikTok for. But TikTok for an empty nest coach. Okay, how in the world did that happen? It's fast. Well, it started with the Reels Challenge. So I had tried TikTok before that, before Instagram had Reels, probably early in the year. I can't believe it's only been like a year Reels has been out. It's wild. <laughs> um, when I first started TikTok, my daughter was like, no, mom, you you can't do this. And I, she was at college, and I have the text to prove it. <laughs> and... <laughs> I understand where she's coming from, because if you look at the stats, TikTok skews really young. And, you know, without fail, you're going to be called boomer if you're over 23, and they're going to say things. And yeah, video two. If you look at my original TikTok videos, oh my goodness, they're so bad. (laughs) But it's just like podcasting. You do your first Mm -hmm. one and you move on. So I did a few and I was like, I think I'm going to stop. Then Reels came out. So Reels was this lovely place to try everything you can do in TikTok, but it felt way safer because there's a lot more middle-aged women. People are a little nicer in our age group. My age group, you're younger, I believe. So like it just is it gave me the courage to create things. So what happened was I just thought mm-hmm. at one point, let me go toss a couple reels over there and see what happens. And I did three or four, and one of them started taking off. I was like, what is going on? Like, I would log in, and there'd be a 100 comments. It was all students who were appreciating what I was saying to their parents. <laughs> so I yes. got this brand new audience, and then the, the moms joined in, and really interesting conversations. Every once in a while, someone would come in and be like, I don't understand what you're saying. And you could see the students, they would attack. (laughs) (laughs) And it's pretty wild. (laughs) Not in a bad, like, they're just like, this is my space. Why are you coming in and doing this? It was like one video where I gave the kids a hard time because I thought, let me do one. Somebody was like, she's right, but they didn't follow my content long enough to know that I really support the students. Mm -hmm. I just have a great time there. What I've discovered is some of my really super fans are actually on TikTok. I found a lot of my Instagram audience. I mean, I do have a handful of or so of people who are like really good listeners and stuff, but a lot of Instagram seems to be other people like me following each other. And what I've discovered Mm -hmm. on TikTok is it's people who actually need what I have to say. I attribute that Mm. to their phenomenal algorithm. It is unbelievable when you first, so I'm going to give a blanket statement. I think I will never tell you you need to be on TikTok because I think anyone who tells anybody that about anything is just turn them out. (laughs) 
I do yes. think it's worth trying and giving it like two weeks solid of being a user and taking the time mm-hmm. to see what content you like because it has a way of discovering things that you like that you won't know you liked <laughs> and it will appear mm-hmm. and you'll be like, I want more of this and it will suddenly show up for you. Yes, it can be kind of creepy, but it's also, if you think about it as someone who's marketing to people, yeah. suddenly I've been in lives on TikTok and someone has popped in and said, oh my goodness, my kid just went to college. How did you come up in my feed? Like that's what happens on TikTok. It is really cool. Now, of course, you got to do good content. It takes a while. But if you go there, you can you let the algorithm do its magic and create. And if you're having fun there, it's a great place to be. It really is. Uh, I love what you said about like having fun because it's like Alex said last week on the podcast, he doesn't like Instagram and his team was telling him he needed to do reels. And he was like, I don't want to. My people are on LinkedIn. That's where I want to hang out. That's where I want to be. I want to show up on podcasts, show up on LinkedIn. And I think Yes, it's important to know where your people are and to at least have a profile there, but also go where it feels good. Go where you're having fun. And that energy translates so much, especially on video. Yes, it's so important. I hate Facebook. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> if emptiness coach, my tushy should be on Facebook every day. I just can't stand it. And I don't come across well. <laughs> Put me on TikTok and I'm I have so much fun and I love it. I think I really think it's important. And I've even like considered just doing TikTok all in. I have my presence on other places, but um it has been my main place to build content lately and then I'll toss things over on Reels. Very interesting though. The same video will do very differently on both places. So it's kind of cool to watch. Yeah, the algorithms are very different. And to what you said before, like with the algorithm being so great, I love that. I remember when targeted ads, people first started realizing what it was and what was happening. They were like, oh, this is terrible. I don't like it. I'm like, I love it. I want ads for stuff that I want. I don't want ads for things that I don't want. Like, yeah, who has time for that? <laughs> I don't have time. Like, if I talk about men's underwear, hello, phone, I'm talking to you. Like, I want to buy my husband underwear for Christmas because every year he wants us an underwear for Christmas. I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> like, great. But, like, I want ads for men's underwear. Thank you. <laughs> Don't send me something random that I'm not going to use. I don't want that. You're wasting your money. You're wasting my time. So, yes, I love a good algorithm that is targeting people properly. Though sometimes it can be a little creepy, kind of to your point of what the person was like, whoa, what just happened? (laughs) I was talking to Jess, who's on my team, and we were on the phone talking about Netflix and how she had finished a show or a movie, and I hadn't finished it. And literally 30 minutes later, I got a notification from Netflix saying, hey, you forgot to finish this movie. And she was like, oh my God, that is, and I was like, this is bananas. Like, it's a little bananas, like, yes. That is a little crazy. She's like, I've never gotten a notification, and I don't finish a ton of stuff on Netflix. I've never got a notification that I didn't no. finish something. And I was like, 
But you better bet your butt that like I was on there that night finishing that movie. That's really cool. <laughs> so crazy. So that's a little next level. I don't know how much I love I that, but it is what it is. <laughs> so what are some things like you saying that you did so well on TikTok over the summer? What are some like maybe tips or tricks that people can use who they're like, okay, Christine, I hear you. I'm going to try it out. It feels good. And I'm going to give it two weeks. What kind of content should they be producing that's going to generate listens or downloads for their podcast, but also is going to, I mean, allow them to show up as an expert, right? Because that's something that you've been able to do on there is like, I am the emptiness coach. Like, this is my title. This is who I am. Come to me for all the things that relate to that. Especially if you're my age, (laughs) because people are starting to come over to TikTok in my age. So if you're an early adopter, you get to kind of earn the hashtags and stuff, which is really fun. (laughs) So my recommendation would be if you've never been on TikTok, definitely go in there and use it for a couple weeks. Follow people, follow people that are in your niche, follow people you like, see what they do. See what inspires you. I think that's really important because a lot of times podcasters will pop over to TikTok and post their audiograms. (laughs) I have done it in my early days, but it's not what you do in TikTok. (laughs) Maybe if you have a video podcast and the two of you are talking, but that's not why people come to TikTok. People come to TikTok to get really quick information, to be entertained and educated you want to build your community there. Uh, you don't, I have still, this is a low amount of followers. I have just under 10,000. And, you know, there are people with millions and millions, but I do really well with my community. And if you look at the stat side, if you compare it to Instagram, so I'm kind of jumping here, but it's something I want to point out. Some mm-hmm. people will come to Instagram and be like, well, I only had 50 views. And I look at their follower count and it's, two. And they had three comments. And I'm like, what do you get on Instagram with 20,000? And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, this is what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's really, really powerful. So I would definitely just consume for a couple weeks. Make sure you like the energy there and give the algorithm time to deliver the stuff you like and see what inspires you. And then really try to get a feel for how the trends work. Sometimes people don't understand the trends because they're saying one thing, but you're doing something else. And sometimes people's brains break on what is happening. It's really, you can watch it. It's really funny. I kind of like those the most. You know, some people, I rarely dance. And when I dance, I'm awful. So I just make, I embrace it. So you could dance if you want, but I've done, my most recent one was me sweeping the floor and it it just goes around and it says the things in my most recent episode. So it's just finding different ways Mm -hmm. to deliver the content. Yeah. And really have fun there. there, You can do so many different things. I wouldn't even know which, where to tell someone to start, because I think some people will go on there and they'll want to do duets or they'll want, you know, they'll want to react to things all the time, which is great. If you can find a creator that, is putting out content in your niche, you can just take their video and react to it. And you can, you can build your whole base up on that. 
but that might not work for some people. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. really important, I think, to consume and kind of get a feel for it before you just start throwing things out there. I definitely want to pull out what you said about don't put your audiograms. Please. <laughs> on don't TikTok. do what I did. Please. Thank you very much. <laughs> I see people do this on YouTube and I get, I'm flabbergasted that people still do this and that platforms like hosting platforms are still promoting this behavior on YouTube. It doesn't work. It is not conducive to moving people from YouTube to your show. And I'm going to tell you all real quick. Instead, take 10 minutes of video, you and the person talking, turn that into a YouTube video, and then tell people to go back and listen to the whole conversation. That is going to get way more traction. You're also not going to get blacklisted (laughs) by YouTube, which we don't want Google to blacklist us. Like nobody wants that, right? So please, thank you. That is all I have to say on that. We're going to stop YouTube because we'll have my video editor on. We'll talk about YouTube. Well, also TikTok and YouTube related. YouTube now has shorts, which is doing really well. Here's the thing. My thing is everyone's copying TikTok. So go to the place (laughs) that really does it well, which is TikTok. It's the most downloaded app this year. The user base is huge. It's crazy not to try it. But you can Take that video and then post it to Reels and then post it to YouTube Shorts. And you'll have people be like, don't leave the watermark on. I get it, but you might not have the time to remove it. And life goes on, really. (laughs) It's better than an audiogram. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) And that's not to say that I don't love a good audiogram. That's something that we offer our clients and we, we create it and we know where to put it. But like when you just start throwing things like spaghetti against the wall, hoping it sticks. That's that's not going to work. You need to have a strategy. You need to have a plan, which is why I love this idea of just like get on there, follow people in your niche, start absorbing their content. Like if I were to go onto TikTok right now on my TikTok account, it is literally all people dancing. Is so it? that was is it really? It I have is. no. I love dancers. watching people dance. I got diagnosed with ADHD through TikTok at 50 years old, and I kept getting more videos. And that's the thing. This happens a lot on TikTok, where things come up. And oh, that that's me. I was like, maybe I should get a diagnosis. They're like, yes, yes, you have that. But I never would have thought, <laughs> thought of it. That's how good. And everybody's algorithm is totally different. Yours is going to be different from mine. My daughter's is whoa different from mine. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yes. And things are always going to be changing and shifting and evolving. And I think that like being an early adopter, you can kind of get those basics of like, all right, this is this is what's needed. If someone were to go on Instagram and try to create reels now, it's going to be completely different than when we started a year ago. Very different. Now, having gone through the very basics of it, I can go on there and be like, yep, got it. We're done. Good. We got a real. I think that's important is the first time you create a video, whether it's reels or TikTok or anything, it's just like podcasting your first episode. It's going to take time. So know that all those controls and things, it's going to be a little different in both, both take time. I can now, yes, go in and create one pretty darn quick. There are some where I'll use an external editor because I want to like switch the words on my shirt or speed it up. But usually I do it right in TikTok and Give yourself the time and and really try so many different things. So many. So the, my most viral one, I think I got like 1.8 million views on it. It was, I kept seeing the people with the phones 
And I kept, there was one at the time where someone was talking with a spoon and it, it just kept popping up. And I was like, that is hysterical. What if I did that and just did it with based on my content? And I was going to do myself up and I thought, no, I am going to look the worst I can possibly. Kind of like I look now, but even worse. Like I just woken up and I thought, this is going to go viral because I just don't care. I look bad. And yes, it did. (laughs) But it was funny. And like, it's funny. I started getting comments on the fact that I was using a regular, a real banana at the beginning. And then, like, sometimes the banana in my house was g- getting old. So, like, there'd be 10 comments about, I can't believe the banana is getting older. And she- <laughs> people would tell me to get new ones. It was just great. It was great. <laughs> it was great. We had so much fun. <laughs> so, she's oh, become a regular so staple. But had I not tried it mm-hmm. and had the courage, we wouldn't be where we are. I had AARP reach out to me. And say, hey, I want to talk to you about something. I don't know that anything is going to come out of it. However, AARP found me through TikTok. I think that is something that can't be lost <laughs> at all. I got media. I got an article in. I was in Medium. It was like moms of TikTok. They just found me on TikTok. So I used to go out and harrow. Is it? Am I saying that right? And apply mm-hmm. to things. Yes. Like these are just coming to me because I'm on TikTok. That's incredible. <laughs> Yes. I mean, that's visibility, right? Like, also going back to the energy levels and like how you're applying yourself and the energy you're bringing to it and the energy you feel around it too. People are drawn to that. They see that, especially brands who are like, oh, you're talking to our target audience. Lovely. Let's connect. Let's keep going here. I mean, there's like literally nothing different that you can do there. (laughs) Like, You've got... Your podcast, you're creating content that way. And then you're like, okay, look, this isn't really serving me right now. I need to put a pause on it. Great. Love that. I had someone recently where she was took a pause for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And she was like, I realized two weeks in, I miss it so much. I'm like, I want to go back. But I think it's a good check-in yes. point to say, yes. is this still serving me? Does this still feel good? But like you got that content, you're finding other ways to connect with your audience. You're doing it energetically in a way that makes sense. AARP might not have found you through your podcast. Most likely not. Most of those brands are absolutely unaware. We had the episode with Betsy Wallace about sponsorships and how you have to educate people on sponsorships. Yes. And when you're reaching out to brands. And so like for a brand to reach out to you because they saw you on TikTok, like my mind's blown. We need sound effects in there. <laughs> it's wild. I, I So I'm at the She Podcast Live, and I get a brand sponsorship for Helix Sleep, not Casper. <laughs> not for my podcast, but for a couple TikTok videos. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so it's crazy. wild. And their mattress is great. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll put the affiliate code in the show notes. But it's it's really fascinating to me that all this time... I thought, you know, the podcast podcast, and I'm seeing that like the podcast might have been the big step to get to the next one. Mm. And that's okay. Yes, it is. Like, and it works. Ah, this is so good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christine, for being on the show and talking through all of this, being very open about your thoughts and your feelings around podcasting and like kind of coming to this close potentially and what that feels like, as well as those tips for TikTok. 
if you could just tell everyone where they can find you, hang out with you. We'll make sure that we link them in the show notes. But if you could just tell us. Well, obviously, I'm on TikTok. I'm at Empty Nest Coach there. My podcast is Your Empty Nest Coach. And that's the same with my website, YourEmptinessCoach.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. You definitely send me the affiliate link. We'll link oh, that because why not? <laughs> That's okay. It's on my website. It's all good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go there. Check out mattresses. I recently bought a mattress and it has been such a game Seriously, changer. Seriously? A for new sleep. mattress is – why do we not do this more? Well, I know why, but <laughs> – Yes. <laughs> this has been great. Thank all you right, so just- much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.